Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's so, so true. I'm the storyteller, dropping the realness from my experience. HLS in the building, mean boundaries, we ain't never been friends. Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop. You are now listening to My Five Cents. My Five Cents. My Five Cents Podcast. Uh, And welcome, welcome, welcome to the My Five Cents Podcast. Thank you for coming back. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit that follow button, that like, that uh, subscribe. Wait, I'm not even saying this right. HLS, what's your tag name that you got? It's FFLLS. Fine, hey, follow. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> Fine, follow, listen, like, share. All right. So please do that if yes. uh, you are a fan of the show. We're going to get right into it. Our topic today is pretty fun. It is uh, definitely pretty fun. And we're excited about the guests that we have on the show. For today, we are going to talk about why you should not have an only child, why you should mm-hmm. bring siblings into the world. And there is no one, I guess, better suited to even talk about this than our guest that we have today. So our guest is a mom to to 17-year-old twins, Oliver and Harry. She is the author of best-selling book, Our Altered Life, a brutally honest account of how she came to terms with a life she never expected. She is also an award-winning blogger, and her family story has featured internationally on Sky TV and National Press. Charlie is the founder of More Than a Face Charity and has spoken with over 6,000 students to educate them on visible difference, including behaviors typically associated with autism. She's also a teacher with over 16 years experience in both primary and secondary schools. Please welcome to the show, Charlie Beswick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, Charlie. Excited to be with you guys. Glad to have you. Yeah, all the way from the across the pond. Thank across you so much. You're very welcome. My Five Cents podcast is going international. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. So in your bio, there is a, a lot to uh, unpack there. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about more than a face charity that you have? Of course. So my twins were born. As you said, 17 years ago, Harry was born with a rare craniofacial condition, which meant that effectively only half his face had ever developed. So he was born with no eye, no eye socket, no ear, no nostril, short, underdeveloped jaw. And over the past, you know, more than a decade, we've had a variety of reactions. So some people will stare, some will point, some will cry, some children will cry and run away. Some will say, your baby looks ugly, what's wrong with your baby's face? Wow, wow. Um, Yeah, and then online, we've been trolled quite a lot because we've got this beautiful online community and the majority of people are gorgeous, but you obviously get those odd people that just come and say, you know, you should burn him with fire. He should never have been born. Wow, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've had some real kind of um, intense trolling. Um, And so because of my teaching background, I kind of wanted to address that in a proactive way with the next generation coming up. So that's why I founded the charity um, and go into schools and, and colleges and just sh- and share the the online abuse and, and let people know that, you know, even when you're being a keyboard warrior and you think you're safe behind the keyboard, A, we can you can be tracked a lot of the time and B, the, there's impact. You know, you, you're actually causing distress to people. Um, so it's a real big education piece that I love doing. Props to you. Uh, kudos to you. I don't know what what, what the slang term is is uh, across the pond, but you get so much credit for for all the work you're doing. It's super impressive. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, I think from for a mum like me, I realise that one day I'm going to die and leave Harry in a society that judges people very superficially. Um, and so I want the, the message of the charity is to see people for who they are and not just what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, you talk about educating. And I love that phrase. I'm going to start using that keyboard warriors. Uh, what about education, education to your children, like and how to get through the day to day with these kind of barriers that are set up for them? Yeah, sure. In many ways, Harry is protected a little bit because he's got autism. 
So he's got a really significant learning delay. So even though he's 17, he functions around about four or five. So apologies to your podcast listeners if he bursts in and starts chatting with us. Um, so, yeah, the education piece was very much around Oliver, who's his twin. You can imagine, you know, very protective, wants to go out punching people that are being abusive or just insulting to his brother. Um, and it was very much around, you know, their ignorance is not our issue. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're not going to lower ourselves to where they are. Um, and they may, may never have seen anybody like Harry. To and, and to a degree, we have to say, you know, he does look different. He does. Yeah. And it startles the brain. Um, and it, But it's what you do with it afterwards that makes the difference. So for me, it was very much around Oliver Will. Kind of, we, we're very good at throwing the dead eye, you know, like that real sort of stern look that says, keep messing with me and, and I'm going to unwrap all this rage. Um, so we never had to, but we give them the stare. And that tends to be enough. Um, so, yeah, that's, it's, I, I think it's been harder really for Oliver than it has Harry in many ways. Understood. Almost kind of like a survivor's remorse type thing. Like, why wasn't I born that way as well? Um, yeah. And I guess uh, since you're talking about Oliver, how do you process that part with him? Mm, I guess it's not something we give a massive voice to, if I'm completely honest. Okay. Um, but I do know that the journey, I always say the siblings of children with disabilities are the unsung heroes of our stories mm. because they have to take a little back seat. And they have to sort of wait in the wings when they want to shine and they want your attention and, and it's not always possible. So I know that Oliver fiercely, you know, loves Harry. He's very protective of him. But I also appreciate there's a little bit of resentment in there and a little bit of jealousy and a little bit of sadness that he is. He's got a brother, but in many ways, he's like an only child as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so I know mm-hmm. he finds that quite tricky. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I've remarried um, and I've got two stepchildren and Oliver gets on famously with them. So he's got those siblings that he always wanted in Harry. Um, but that's that's really tricky when you've got a brother, but you haven't got a brother at the same time because they're yeah. not with you cognitively. What what you said you're part of a very big community, which is is great for with other parents, you know, having you know other children with, with disabilities as well. You've obviously now have children that are teenagers so it's been the last 16 17 years that you've had to manage and adjust and deal with this as a family for for parents who are new with you know, younger child newborn or whatever what what's you know what have you heard from them as far as their biggest fears what are they saying to you what are they saying in, the, in this group you know what what's what's yeah. the common thing that you're hearing from them biggest what will happen to them when i die 100%. Yeah. Even from a very, very you know, young age, even if you're a very healthy 30-year-old parent that ultimately would have never thought of their death otherwise, they'd have just mm-hmm. happily, you know, sort of existed. So that's the biggest one by a mile. What will happen to them when I'm not here? Um, and then things like advocating for kids, like where do I start in standing up for them with healthcare professionals or, you know, where do I start with education? How do I fight for Because it is a fight. It's it's hard. You know, it's once you've got a disability, you're not particularly viewed as being valuable in society in, in many ways. And so as parents, we're having to fight for these kids that deserve the rest that other people are taking for granted. Um, yeah. So I think it's, yeah, the biggest worry, as I say, is, is what will happen when I die. And then we've got, you know, advocating. And, and where have I gone in all of this? Mm-hmm. You know, like one day... I'm Charlie and I'm a teacher and I'm a wife and I'm making everybody proud and I'm just badass in life and then I'm a special needs mom and everything else is gone and I've got this mm-hmm. new identity that I might not have wanted I certainly didn't I didn't want to be a special needs mom I didn't want to disable yeah. baby you know who chooses that um and I wouldn't change it for the world now but being completely honest it was a massive shock to me Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. there's a lot of dealing with that identity change and, and who we feel that we should be for our children and, and wrestling with the guilt sometimes and the grief that comes with having a life that you didn't expect. Your your your, your website is the big thing on the website is mindset management. How do you change your mindset or change the mindset of people around you who are, as you said, uh, keyboard warriors, who who are hurtful, who are saying such mean things? It, does it take a toll on you to, well, I mean, it definitely takes an emotional toll, but do you just let it go or are you actively trying to change the mindset of everyone that, that you interact with 
even if it's just a little bit? I don't try and change the mindset. What I do is give them the awareness, give them the education, give them the insight into the fact that Harry's just a normal child. Mm-hmm. And if they've mm-hmm. still got an issue with that, that's on them. Yeah, I say, yeah. once, you, once you know better, you can do better. And once if you've you know got to, that's on you. That's not on me. Yeah. Um, so to illustrate that point, um, I am still teaching at the moment. And we've we've got a particularly challenging year group. And I had them in um, a classroom and I put a picture of Harry. They didn't know I was Harry's mom. So I put uh-huh. some pictures of Harry on the screen. And I said to them, what do you think this boy hears day to day? And the kids came up with words that I, I don't know. They, I think some of these words are quite acceptable in the UK, they, in the US. Um, in the UK, words like mong, retard, spaz uh-huh. would be are offensive. So they're coming uh-huh. out with things like that. Um, and they like monster they're saying and the teaching wow. assistants at the back of the room looking at me like oh my god how are you hearing this and I'm taking some deep breaths because I knew what I was doing with this and I'm going oh what else and I pulled out these hideous most disgusting comments and then I was like oh okay so we're just going to talk a little bit today about empathy and respect mm-hmm. and I carried on and then a little bit later it showed photographs of me with Harry and the boys that had sat at the front giving it the big you know, sort of, oh, we, I bet he hears this. I bet he hears he's a monster. I bet he is a freak. I bet mm-hmm. he hears he's unloved. They looked at me and they went, oh, miss, is that boy your boy? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he is. Wow. And you could feel the shame yeah. settle in the room like a blanket. Um, and as we went through the session, the boys were like, oh, do you know what, miss? I do say, I have said those words. I have called people among. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. You do. I said, but until you know it's wrong, you're not going to change. So you know yeah. better now. You can do better. And that's yeah. my philosophy. You know, give them the tools, give them the, the information and let them decide. And if they're if they're a big person, if they're a good person, they'll make the right choice. And if they're not, then I've done everything I can do. It's on them. I get that. Yeah, they are absolutely amazing. I mean, the strength to be able to teach that lesson, because that is... That is teaching at the highest degree. Mm-hmm. Next level, yeah. Yeah, that's the next level of teaching. And to teach empathy, I I can't see a better lesson than what you just described. And I want to make sure that I give you all the props in the world for that piece. Yeah. You don't know, you are definitely changing lives by that lesson alone. You know, yeah. those, those students... The fact that they were able to feel shame, that meant that they were able to feel what empathy is about. Yeah, they were impacted by it, yeah. And and it only takes one, because yeah, exactly. you change one person, hopefully that could have a trickle-down effect, yeah. A hundred percent. And, you know, yeah. I'm under no illusions that I can change the world, but if I can change the world of one or two people, yeah, then that's I'm happy. That's yeah. a good point. That's sure. a very good point. Sure. What, what advice would you give to parents who are dealing with a child with special needs. And and actually I have a question about that. What yeah. what's your preference in terms of, of of terminology, right? You know, is it is it do you refer to as having a disabled child or a child with disability, a child with special needs? You know, there was a term way back with the R term that we're not going to say, which is very, you know, not kosher at this, you know, day yeah. and age. But what's what's your preference or, or what do generally people uh, want to hear and yeah it's, it, it can be a bit of a bone of contention for some people some yeah. people say exactly what you did my child is disabled or my child has disabilities mm-hmm. um i personally i don't get massively hung up on it sure. um, i do use the word disability because it's not a dirty word i think some okay. people try to use words other than disability and and to me that suggests that disability is a, a valid word in its own in itself okay. and it is um I've, in the UK, we say special needs, as you said, quite a lot. I've moved away from that a little bit, and I tend to say more additional needs. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, they just they just have additional needs on top of, or, you know, slightly different to other people. Um, like but having that. said that, my, my group, my support group is called Send Gin and Cheese, which is special education needs and disability. Okay. that's referred to in the uk a lot but that's because it's a common term if i'm just using it outside of the acronym i tend to say additional needs okay 
Deshaun, yeah. uh, but I'm not. It takes a lot to offend me, as, as you know. If trolls don't offend me, <laughs> you know, a little acronym isn't going to cut it. So, uh, <laughs> I, and I guess it's all about intention, right? You know, someone who sure. may not know or may not, you know, they're 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 trying to be respectful and thing, but someone who just blinks, oh, your kids are this or that, that, then you know, you can tell by intention and and their you know how they say it, not necessarily what they say. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and I'm big on. You know, like I say, once you know, you you can do differently. I know there was a whole controversy over Lizzo recently putting a word in her song that she that in the UK was offensive, but in mm-hmm. the US isn't. Mm-hmm. And she I remember she, that, she, yeah, yeah. She rewrote the whole song, re-released it, and I'm like, that's amazing. And mm-hmm. yet she was still trolled. She was still called out. Twitter were going mad saying we should cancel Lizzo. I'm like, get get a life. Get <laughs> <laughs> She didn't realise it was going to be massively offensive in the UK. She could have said, screw you, I'm just going to keep going with it because my fan base in the US love it. She didn't. Yeah. She was respectful. She owned it. She changed it. Yeah. Move on. You know, yeah, just people, yeah, people, people forget the whole genuine, honest mistake, right? And that yeah. happens. That happens. And every, every one of us <laughs> go through that. Everyone has made that mistake. And, yeah. and you know, to go at someone for something like that is, is, is really, I don't know. I mean, pathetic, I guess. To, to your point that you said, if you know better, you could do better, and that's what happened yeah. in that case with Lizzo. Like 100%. she, she wasn't informed. Now she knows better, and she changed it to do better. Yeah. Right. Like that's, to me, that's, that's done. Like it's like job done. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, Charlie, do you think that cancel culture has gone too far? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, okay. I do. Heaven forbid you know that I would be get called out in 10 years time for something that I'm saying now that is culturally acceptable I say additional needs now in 10 years time people might find that massively offensive that's true yeah you know so contexts change and you know like you say Pete people just make genuine mistakes Mm -hmm. and I don't think we should be held you know sort of I don't think we should be punished forever for, some, for a mistake we made once. If he's repeating yeah. that mistake, yeah, that's different. It, yeah. That's a choice. Yeah, yeah. You know, once a mistake, twice is a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're still doing it, I get it. But if it's a one-off and you weren't, you didn't really understand what was going on, or it was just a flippant comment or a phrase at the time that was appropriate, mm-hmm. then no, I don't think. I think cancel culture and people moaning their bag off in general has just got a little bit out of hand. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And if you keep making that mistake, you become a habitual line stepper. Oh. That's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's it. That's this it. true. So I would be remiss uh, to ask, because we are talking about motherhood, and some may have seen this person as the mother of the country. And since you are from the UK, uh, tell us about the impact of the queen like passing away and what that kind of looks like feels like uh around the country there yeah yeah it's it's been intense it's been really really intense to be fair and i think even people who aren't royalists have really appreciated that this is a woman this is somebody's mother somebody's grandmother and great-grandmother who's worked in the same job for 70 years who's been very dignified in what she's done um and tried her best in a position that was handed to her so i think there's been a lot of respect a lot of reflection yeah, it's been, we, my husband and I were actually in London last weekend for my friend's 40th. Uh, and we, we went down to see, you know, what was going on. And it was, there was just this air of real reverence and peace and calm and gratitude. Um, and it, it was beautiful to be a part of that just for a little while. And what's actually a follow up to that? What's what's the general sense or, or country's feeling with, with King Charles now? you know, ascending the throne, you know, people thought Queen Elizabeth was going to be here forever, even probably longer than him, right? Um, what's <laughs> yeah. what's the sense? Are people feeling confident or or, or like, oh, whatever it is, what it is? Or what's what's the general feeling, you know, or at least from your perspective on, on, on King Charles? Yeah, I think people are feeling definitely optimistic and quite confident that she trained him well. I think that, you know, it's coming across that... Um, he had a good teacher in her. Um, and literally, I was just watching some coverage here of um, King Charles now, not Prince anymore, and um, the new Prince of Wales, who is Prince William. Yep. And they've gone out uh, on like a surprise visit to meet the crowds and shake their hands and, and things like that. And I think, you know, generations ago, the, the royalty and the monarchy was very them and us, very look what don't touch. 
And now, largely, I think through Princess Diana and the work that she did over 20, 30 years ago, um, they are definitely engaging more with the public. And so you're always going to get the haters. You're always going to get the, you know, people that don't want a monarchy. And I, I completely, right. you know, appreciate that. That's their view. Um, but for me, it makes us a little bit special to have a monarchy. And people are, they're looking forward, I think, to King Charles reign and then seeing what happens. And even more so to William. Not that they want King Charles to die. <laughs> like nobody's plotting or wishing on that one. But I think there's a lot of love in the country for William. So I think when he becomes king, that will be quite the celebration as well. Okay, okay. Well, we're going to get into a big celebration, which will probably be my first place victory. Oh. What we're going to do is we're going to transition to the next segment of the show where Logical Genius is going to go ahead and break that down. All right, Charlie. So this is the fun part. Not that we didn't, haven't had fun, but <laughs> the, the, the game show part of our show. Okay. Um, what HLS, so so Juve, and myself, the Logical Genius, will do is we will present to you our list of a particular topic. And HLS, what is that topic? Topic is reasons to have more than one child. The reasons to have more than one child. So what we're going to do is present our top five reasons. At the conclusion of that, um, you get to decide who has the best list because we have to settle this debate, right? Okay. Because we think we know it all. I know I know it all. HLS knows <laughs> nothing at all. And we need someone who is an expert, such as yourself, to, to settle this score. You can ask, ask any questions you want during this process. Feel free to chime in. Um, and that's that's the game show. Okay, I'm feeling the pressure. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. So to add to this pressure, HLS is going to tell you what the criteria and rules are for judging. Okay, let's go. Got to pay attention. Super complicated. There are no criteria. There's no criteria. Okay. No, okay. none. Not you a... might like the fact that I've been to the UK and I'm a cheeseaholic. Uh -oh. And that's why you might vote oh. for me. Okay. Wow, the butter, the butter, the butter is very thick. Please try to <laughs> see through the butter. Okay. Let's let's cleanse you from the butter. You may like the fact that the list is the most funny. Okay. You may realize that HLS is lying because he is lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't like cheese. Don't let him get to you. Why okay. you keep putting my business in the street? Logical <laughs> genius. This is not for public consumption. <laughs> All right. So it's completely on you. So, Charlie, who do you want to hear from first? Ooh, let's go with logical genius, please. Oh, first. Usually I go first. I win. Um, that hasn't been the case recently. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Charlie, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on our show. I'm not sure. I think it's pretty late on your end because there's a, what, 12-hour time difference or something? Eight-hour time yeah, difference? Yeah, we're okay. We're just mid-afternoon, so it's fine. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So it's not too bad. So here's my list. This is an interesting topic to talk about because there's a lot of reasons why I think you should not have an only child. Um, and I have multiple friends that probably would be evidence as to why you would have an other child. But let's start there. At number five, having children teaches your previously only child social skills. It teaches you how to share, mm -hmm. how to play nice, um, and, and, and not to be too selfish, right? Uh, because you do have another sibling or siblings and, and your parents or parent, if you're a single mom or dad, have to spread out their attention amongst the children of the household. So that that's a big learning lesson, social skills, interaction with other children, other people um, within your age group is big. And that translates, I think, into and, and growing and developing uh, as an individual. At number four in the U.S., we have something called the tax tile credit. Okay. So in the U.S., <laughs> If you have a child, uh, I believe under the age of six, uh, it's $3,600 per child in tax credits. And okay. if someone, if it's a child over the age of six, but under the age of 16, 17, it's about $3,000 per child. And that is very, very significant in, in this day and age, especially now with, with prices mm -hmm. going up, inflation going up, whatever can help you financially can help you financially. It's, it's just eases some of the financial burden and pain that, that that parents single parents have to deal with 
Um, so having that tax credit is is a huge plus. Okay. Multiple tax credits, I guess, for multiple children. At number three, I think this is something that is not really thought about usually, right? And you mentioned it, Charlie, in terms of fear that that a parent has with special needs children about them passing away and yep. who's going to take care of my child who needs the attention, right? But the reverse is also true. Um, having having uh, an elderly parent or, or you yourself, when you get older, yep. for the most part, your child would be the one who will take care of you when you age and when you get older. And that's a huge, huge responsibility and burden in, in, in a lot of cases, especially for an only child. So having an extra person in your family, a sibling, a sister, you know, brother, sister, to help them with that, you know, it, it, it's almost selfish, but not selfish in a way, because now you're, you're helping to alleviate that burden of that only child. So okay. I think that's something that people don't tend to think about, you know, but that's, that's a huge benefit. That's a huge benefit, I think. Okay. Um, number two, you have a sibling right? Someone who grew up in your household, grew up the same way you grew up. Someone, for the most part, who has your back, but will throw you under the bus at the same time, if need be, 100%. right? You said it with Oliver, who who, who has Charles, um, excuse me, Harry's back all the time, you know, that's nothing like sibling camaraderie, right? And, and building that relationship uh, with your sibling is something amazing. Like you can have friends, you know, HLS, Sosa Juve are really close and dear friends of mine. But having your, your again, someone who grew up in your household and grew up, you know, your entire life knowing you, it's it's a bond that you really, it's really hard to replicate or, or, or synthesize, right? It, it's so organic in a way, right? Especially when the bond is really, really strong. And even if the bond isn't really strong, they have your back even when they shouldn't, right? Even when mm. they shouldn't, or even when you shouldn't, you have their backs. Yeah. So that's number two for me. And the number one reason, I call this the child redemption tour. Okay. <laughs> and I call it this is because, listen, let's face it, we're human beings. Charlie, I'm, I'm sure you, you, you're a cook, you know, you, you've made food and, 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 and cooked for your children. Sure. When you first started cooking in life, you probably messed up on a dish here or there, right? But when you come back oh, around yeah. the second time around, you're like, it's great. You know, it gets better over time. Your third time's <laughs> a charm, right? If for some reason your first child just doesn't turn out the way you thought he or she would turn out for whatever reason, you kind of tend to look at yourself, right? And the other people tend to, look, well, it's your fault, mom. It's your fault, dad. Like... So having a second child is, I call it the redemption tour. You have a second chance, a second opportunity <laughs> to right your wrongs with the first child. Okay. I'm not sure how I feel. As the eldest child of my family, I'm struggling with how I feel about this. <laughs> hey, listen, I have two others after me, but okay. It's not okay. personal, but you can probably, you know, your, your siblings like, you know what? Yeah, they messed up on you, but they did better with me, right? So, yeah, yeah. so remember that, one, Charlie, when you're judging. Number one to me is the redemption tour. Everyone has an opportunity to make a mistake and to redeem themselves. I love <laughs> it. Charlie, okay, that is my five cents. Who do you want to hear from next? Um, let's go HLS, please. HLS, that is me. So here's my list, Charlie. It's a little different than logical geniuses, but we give it the old college try. Number five, family game night. If you have one kid, how are you going to have a fun family game night? You need to have more people. You can't, you can't play <laughs> two on two when there's only three people there. It doesn't work. So you need to have more children to have a better family game night. Okay, I'm feeling that one, yeah. Number four, when you have more than one children, you're teaching them how to share and compromise. And that's what the world is made out of, right? If we do figure out how to compromise as adults, the same way we did as kids, the world would be a lot better place. Share and compromise. Number three, an ally. You have a built-in ally. Kids, as, as we discussed earlier in the show, kids are me. Going through through middle school, through high school. I'm going to put no one's business out in the street, but there's a situation of the day where a kid was getting bullied on the bus. Luckily, his big brother was there, and now the big brother's there and, and help alleviate that, that tension. So you they always have, have your back. They have your back. Have yeah. your back. 
Yeah. Number two, previously, it kind of ties in. You have emotional support, mm-hmm. right? I got my heart broken in high school. Uh, I had a crush on someone, and, and she dissed me. I'm not going to mention her name. name. What's her name? <laughs> I'm not going to mention her name. Okay. Is, she, is but, she from Tucson? She's not from Tucson. Okay, just want to make sure. But but luckily, I have older sisters that were there to be like, it's okay. There's there's more fish in the sea. I had the emotional support from my older sisters. Okay. And number one, the number one reason to to have more than one child is as parents, you give us this break. Like, oh no, no, go play, go play, go go play, go play with your sibling. Like, leave me alone. I want to have a cocktail. You go play. Go outside and play. <laughs> go, go ride your bike. Go play. And you know there's safety in numbers. Go play. Okay. So that's my five cents on the reasons to have more than one child. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So, 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 Drew, we yes. say the best to last. Let's see. Hey, you know, Charlie, I, I'm just happy that you're still awake after listening to those last two lists. Uh, there we go. So, you're definitely going to fall asleep with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charlie, you were wondering and not really sure how you felt about what the logical genius said with his number one answer. And I want to let you know that I am a firstborn. And I also want to <laughs> let you know that I'm a fuck up. Okay. I own, <laughs> I own it. I own it. Okay. Mm-hmm. My parents, you know, they were just, they were learning. I have come to the place where, you know what? They were just learning. And my sister, she's the one that got to go to dance camp. I didn't get to go to basketball camp. My sister got all the straight A's in schools. I took 10 years to get my bachelor's degree. So at number five, the first child is the fuck up. You need to have another child to, you know, (laughs) maybe do things a little bit differently than what you did with the first child. Number four. Now, sibling rivalry, it's a thing. But it's a good thing. It is. It is an opportunity to teach your children about healthy competition. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, life is one big competition. You de- you'll decide every day what is competing for your time. You will be competing for a job. You will be competing for someone's affection. And the easiest way to teach that is by having more than one job. Number three, as a parent, You can't be there all the time. And there will be a time where they won't want you to be there. Therefore, it is good to leave them with someone that is blood for them to be able to rely on if you're not there or even once you move on to the next life. So when something goes down, when something pops off and, you know, us as adults, we can't spank other people's children. (laughs) You got the sibling that will take care of that for them. Okay. Number two, you got to increase your odds. As a parent, when it comes to the end of the road, you are either going to a group home or a child will take you in. Okay. (laughs) So with only one child, you only have one shot or one opportunity to seize everything that you wanted. One moment. So would you capture it? No, or just let it slip away. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Do you want to lose yourself oh, with just the one opportunity goodness. and with one child? Or do you want to increase your odds? I want you to think about that, Charlie. <laughs> okay. I'm never going to hear Eminem again in the yeah. same way. <laughs> right? You are going to be. He ruined it for me, but go. Yes, he ruined it for you. Remember that? <laughs> You know, for you. I, I have advanced the song. That's what I have done. I have not ruined okay. it. I have advanced the song to a higher level. All right. <laughs> Number one. Oh, my goodness. What better way to learn that life isn't all about you? Uh, when you have to share the love of your parents with the sibling, uh, you're able to kind of share that love with the world. So that's number one. Those are the top five right there. That is my five cents. On the reasons why you shouldn't have an only child. What we are about to do next is we're about to go through a little cross-examination. So that's the opportunity for us three to have questions of each other. And of course, you can jump in and be like, wait a second, I need you to kind of validate that number four for me. Let's 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 go with with both of you guys had had this on your list. So I'm gonna and both of you guys in the same room. So it's super ironic. I don't know if you guys share a brain. So to to fix your mistakes, I mean, 
how are you saying, are you both, are both of you guys saying that parents never get it right the first time? Are you saying the first child is always going to be a fuck up? Are you insulting? Are you ins- hold on, hold on, hold on? Are you insulting our judge because she was the first born in her family, and Charlie is 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 not worthy of of love and respect and and, and the like? No what are you, what are you really saying? That. No, no I, I'm, I want clarity for the people. I want clarity yeah, for we'll Char- on Charlie's clarity because that, that was just yeah. Go ahead, so let me go first, go and then you could go second there. HLS, yes. Let me ask me. you. I'm going to return your question with another question. Where are you in the hierarchy of siblings? Are you the eldest? I'm, you the middle? No. What, what child are you? I'm the third mm. and the last. Oh, the youngest. So it would be typical for the youngest to have some sort of question like this. Of course. Of course. Once again, I am not insulting our judge. I would never insult our judge. I am just letting you know as a firstborn what it is. You as the youngest would not understand these trials and tribulations because you are the youngest, okay? We are the ones that know our parents the most because we've been around our parents the longest. So we've been through the transitions. We know what the struggle is. We know what the grind is. So Mm -hmm. you, youngest child, stay the youngest child and be quiet. (laughs) And and here's what you fail to, to, to remember, HLS. You constantly go around and say, I'm the best child. Ooh. Oh, because I am the best. Exactly. I mean, that's different. Because but that, that's, be- that's between one, me and my siblings. Attempt number two <laughs> and the third time's a charm. That is why you walk around with this facade and this this claim that you make that you are the best of your siblings. Support your own your own your own statements. And, and, <laughs> and to add to what Soso Juice said, it to me, it's not it's not about the child. I said this is a redemption tour. For <laughs> this is for nothing is pointing to Charlie being the oldest. Nothing is pointing to any sibling being the oldest. This is for the parents to say, "Dang, I really messed up." Why do you think Sophie's <laughs> sister got the 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 sports and the ballet because he didn't get it? And the parents are like, "Dang, we should have gave that to him when he was younger. We're gonna give it to this because we don't want her to turn out like him." <laughs> <laughs> So let's give her everything she needs that we did not give him. Facts. So if you're listening out there, sis, yes. yes. So, <laughs> you, should be, you should be saying thank you to me. And, you know, thank maybe, you. Oh, maybe we shouldn't have maybe we shouldn't have spanked him so hard. So let's not spank her. You know, like you know, the, all the mistakes that you you you've made that you've realized if if you are a person who self-reflects, right? And most people do, like, oh, I may I, I could have done this differently. Well, this is your chance to do it differently. So it's not about the child. It's about the parent making a mistake and being able to redeem themselves because everyone gets a second chance. Everyone deserves a second chance. So I nice try. Logical genius suits you so well as a name. Thank you. Thank you. I try. <laughs> I try. So here's my question. I'll go if you don't mind, so so you. Yeah, go ahead. Family game night to me. Hmm. You know, as soon as you said, I'm like, eh, yeah. But you know what? Three people in the family, if you're just a, 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 a father, mother, or two fathers, or two mothers and a child, is a family. That's more than enough to have game night with the family. Monopoly doesn't require an even number of people to play. A lot of board games don't require an even number of people to play. So you don't necessarily have to have that. And I, I don't think that's a, a top five reason to have a second child is because, oh man, we need a fourth player for spades. Let's have another child. No. (laughs) (laughs) On the hierarchy of things, I don't know if that would meet my top 10, but that's your list. That's that's your list. I I quite enjoy family game nights. I I I love family game night, but again, it doesn't always have to be with four members. You could have, you know, a child and two parents and that's more than enough. it It could be five. So it's not a thing that we're in close proximity, so therefore we're ganging up on you, HLS. But <laughs> I, I have to say... You get, that's right, because you guys gang up on me all the time. I can take it. I can take it. <laughs> You're number one. The fact that you want to give on parenting duties to a sibling, uh, yeah. it just <laughs> bewilders me. It, it's not parenting of your, duties. Of I, your laziness as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> I said, go play. I said, go play outside. 
go play outside. Oh, go, go play outside unsupervised while I have my cocktail. I, you know, yeah. this, is, this is quite actually disturbing. There, I am concerned. Whenever I have a child, Uncle HLS will not be taking care of my child. He's going to be like, nephew, go play with yourself. Go play in the bushes and thorns or something like that. Go play with your cousin. Go play, go with, play your cousin, with your cousin not outside. Take you through the bushes with the thorns, you know. So, so yeah, help me out with your number one. Yeah, please. No, so I, I, I think I think parenting is, is a full time job. I, I think it's a it's a it's a full time job uh with extra hours. Uh and sometimes it's important that that you raise your children to be able to coexist without you. Maybe not in, in the ages is, is is you know, it it varies in terms of stages, but it's important to say, Hey, listen, you have your sibling there to to look after you, to guide you and say, Hey, listen, have adventures. Have adventures with with your sibling and go make memories together. Uh, I'm going to be here if you need me. I'll be here, but I think it's important for children to have their own their own connection. And sometimes I, I, I simplified it to say, "Hey, go play." But but in a, in a, in, a, in a broader scheme, it's important that that uh, that children have have could rely on each other, trust each other, and you need to have your own experience without a parent to say, "Hey, I I, I got you, uh, and I got your back." Okay. Yeah, you just changed the answer because you basically I need a break. I need a break. Yeah, yeah, like I need you said it's a full time job, but actually you want a part time job. <laughs> you want it to be a part time job. So yeah. someone else can no. take care of it. You're like, you know, hand me no. off It's like that coworker. You're like, hey, you got this part. Can you do this for me? Because I don't have time to I see what you're trying. No, I see what you're trying. No, no, it's the same answer. <laughs> I, I I feel like I feel I have to break it down to you guys didn't get it. You guys don't know don't you guys don't normally get what's in here. So I have to no one truly gets it. No one gets it at all. Not at all. So Charles, do you have anything for cross examination? Yes, I'm sure you have a lot of questions for HLS because Ooh. this lesson pretty bad. Um so many thoughts. Do you know what I'm thinking of all the positives that you were giving me? So I'm I would be a terrible lawyer because yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm deciding which which argument grabs me the best. Um, I think the tax credits, like I, I get that, but my kids cost me a small fortune. They cost me. The government cannot cover what my kids will spend in a toy shop or a sweet shop. Or this is true. Um, so Every little they, bit they helps. It does. That's a very good yeah. comeback. Yes, I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> sibling bond so i guess this is a question for lots of you because for all of you because you've all kind of touched on the fact that you've got that sibling that's there for you but what about when the sibling is the one person that you hate more than anybody else in the world like sometimes you will get a sibling that is just oh, like really infuriating and you just don't like them you would punch them in the face of the chair and if my brother and sister are listening i love you both dearly <laughs> <laughs> It's you know what? You know what? I, I, from a personal experience, I, I, I have, a, I have a cousin who, who uh... <laughs> laugh, Charlie, because we know yeah, this cousin. We know it's probably the right? same cousin for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? And and at one point when we were kids, uh, I'm like, yo, why do you, why do you go through with that? Like, why do you deal with that? And and their response was, and and it shut me up because it it made so much sense. That's my brother. Yeah. And after that, it's like you know what? I get it. I get it. Because it, it same thing with my sisters. No matter how much they annoy me, at the end of the day, that's that's my sister. Yeah. yeah. And to and to yeah. piggyback off of that because that's that's honestly a very valid point. And I actually thought about that. Like, oh my goodness. Like I have been blessed to have very positive siblings uh, i've been blessed to have cousins that um, very much are like siblings to me to think of the reverse was a little bit like wow because that hasn't been really my experience. experience yeah but i did think about when you know going back to the sibling rivalry there was a time where it's like my sister i could she could she can exit that way like life was great <laughs> when it was just me and my parents you know i'm telling i'm telling <laughs> but sometimes in life and unfortunately, sometimes it takes like a tragic event that might bring it back around. So it might be like, hey, the parents may pass away. And that's when they truly have the realization like, hey, you're all I got. Because at the end of the day, no matter what, you're still my blood. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, I mentioned it in, in my list where 
you have that unique bond, right, relationship that you wouldn't necessarily get with either a friend or even a cousin necessarily, right? You grew up in the same household and you kind of experience things together. So you have that, you know, it's, you may have that sibling, like you, oh my God, I can't stand you, right? I can't deal with you. But you also have those moments, those multiple moments probably in your memory, you're like, this was a great moment between us. Or I, I remember this, or I remember that. And you reflect, and it, it's amazing to kind of look back, especially as as adults with your, your sibling and go over particular moments that you both remember. And you're like, oh, I remember it this way. No, no, well, I remember it this way. And kind of like that interactions of seeing it from each other's perspective, just kind of like, wow, like you laugh about it later on because you're like, oh my goodness, like, wow, I thought it was this and now it's this. And I'm not mad about it or whatever, but it was just a funny moment that we shared together that you may not have with anyone else. And and, and again, being siblings is different than sharing a memory with your parents or a friend or even someone you're in a relationship with. You know, it's just that unique bond. So Charlie, enough about us. <laughs> it's about you right now. I'm feeling that's the pressure, be, guys. That's going to be judging us. Okay. So we want to know who is in third place. Whose list is third? Or last. Ooh, last. last. Okay. Okay. So there's there's two things on everybody's list that I've starred because I've been making notes like the good teacher that I am. <laughs> yes. So there was two things. Um, but in third position, and this is holding the other two up, so don't worry, you know, third position still still a win. I'm gonna go logical genius. Oh. <laughs> it's the child tax. It was the tax money. <laughs> 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 I was like, uh, I'm like, yeah, no, it costs more to have a, actually raise a kid or multiple kids. So it might not be of that much of a benefit, right? So, yeah, yeah. I, you, okay. you know, I appreciate the logic yeah, behind I it, mean, though, right? right? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great list. It was a Thank great you. list, but Thank somebody you. had to come third. Sorry. So, Charlie, we do not care about number two. Yeah, we don't. Number two nope. doesn't mean anything. Doesn't matter. We doesn't want to know who is number one. Okay, um, number one is so so junior. Thank you. Jam is here. Hey, wait, no, no, forget all of that. Forget all of that. Youngest child, go to your room. Go to your room, <laughs> youngest child. I can't even believe you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not your elder, but respect, respect the firstborn. Respect the firstborn. <laughs> it was very, very close. Um, HLS, you got me on the game night. I'm with you on that one, 100%. And the parents having a break, that completely get that one as well. So love those two. Um, so, so, Jude, the sibling rivalry, you are so true. Mm -hmm. Like, life is a competition. It is It is about managing those expectations um, and relying on, your pe relying on somebody if the parents aren't quite there at the time. So that was what clinched it for me. But they were all great lists, and it's been a pleasure. Wait, the, the Eminem? That wasn't the clincher? No. I felt like Eminem was the clincher. I have changed the music yeah. for you. Eminem might have brought you yeah, into yeah, the yeah. negative zone, and then you have to, like, do yeah. yourself back up. So, uh, I mean, yeah. Charlie, we want to know, what would be on your list? What would be your five cents on the topic? Ooh, crikey. Um... <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, on the spot. Okay, what would be on my five for having? I think nobody gets your sense of humor like your siblings do. Like you know those kind of in jokes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is in no particular order, by the way, because um, I've not thought about it that much. So, yeah, it would be just those in jokes that you have with your family, which is really quite cool. And yeah, I think something the logical genius touched on about looking back and having those even when you're having a bad time you can look back and say that memory was really good for me mm -hmm. that that memory was really connecting or you know kind of formative for me and and I do think you know it's a valid point that all of you made is that you're there for each other and those social skills that are created within that family dynamic is really important particularly in the very early formative years where kids are growing up and learning about the world it's really important that they've got other siblings around them. Not to say other older children can't do that, but they rely on external groups and things like this. Whereas if you can do it under your own roof, um, that's good. Another one, alibi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yes, Charlie. <laughs> that's a good one. 
definitely an my sister would yeah she she would be an amazing alibi for me 100 percent. that's um, it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave it at that. Drop the mic. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. drop the mic. Alibi. Mm-hmm. Go out on a high. Okay, cool. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, what we did, Charlie, is we asked the people what they thought about the topic there. And logical genius, uh, you want to run through the people poll? Sure. Yeah. So what are what are what are the social media saying social, about this, Charlie? Just to get the opinion from the masses, all ten of our fans, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and here, they they've touched on a lot of things we said. One was having an alibi that came up. Another person said, uh, "I think you mentioned this as well." Is develop a sense of humor. Right, you, you learn to joke around and interact and have fun w- with your siblings. Another thing which is interesting is improving language skills, um, which is which is ironic because I recall reading an article years ago where they said, or researchers said, the 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 second child has a vocabulary that's lesser than the first child because. The first child interacts with adults more, the parents or whatever. So they're speaking in a certain way. But now the second child is interacting with the older child who isn't fully advanced yet in terms of language and, and skills and, mm-hmm. and speaking of that. So that's interesting to, for, for people to say. That's how bad my parents fucked up. My, my sister still ended up with a better vocabulary than me. <laughs> I don't even understand this, man. <laughs> I used to speak for my brother when, so there was other two and a half years between us. So people would say to my brother, like, um, do you want some sweets, Andy? And I'd be like, no, he's full. Thank you. And I'd kind of talk for him. Because so yeah, I didn't give him chance for his language to develop because I was too busy eating his sweets. <laughs> awesome. Uh, another one. And this is a weird one. Uh, <laughs> dating practice. Huh? Um, from, huh? from, well, I guess in the sense that they're not dating each other, but learn like, well, actually, this is more along the lines of what HLS was saying. Like he had sisters who kind of gave him the 411 on how to treat women or brother to how to date men or whatever. Not dating each other. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah thank you for I, clarifying. I, I, we were going to yeah, a very dark place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was very confused. Um, and this Me is a good one too. I think. I think. But so you're talking so. about the Lannisters or something. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, <laughs> I think so. So said this, but bonding over death. So Charlie, we want to thank you so much uh, for being a guest on the show. Yes, yes. Uh, if people wanted to get in touch with you or be able to get your book or see what you're all about, uh, how would they do that? Um, well, our social handle all over the place is our altered life. So we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and the book is called Our Altered Life as well. And then if you have any mums listening that want to be part of a really non-judgmental, just really kind of open and supportive community, then they can come to Send Gin and Cheese on Facebook. And that's the place where we are hanging out and supporting each other. Great, great, great. Awesome. So once again, thank you, Charlie. Your decision making is impeccable. It is absolutely. <laughs> I think you deserve a redemption tour. You might have made a mistake on that. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and sign off and say good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you know, actually, I'm not going to sign Thank off. You. I'm gonna. I'm actually going to let the losers go first. Hold on, HLS, go ahead and say good night to the people. I'm not third. Why am I saying goodnight first? <laughs> you're, the first you're the first loser. Yeah, you're the first loser. Uh, no, good night, everyone. Thanks so much. We'll get them next time. Thank you so much, Charlie. Go ahead, Logical Jesus. Say goodnight to the people. Ladies and gentlemen, a man is not defeated. I don't remember the quotes. So I can't say it anymore. <laughs> I feel defeated. I feel defeated. I feel defeated. I thought my my three thousand dollars was gonna be good in someone's pocket, but I guess not. But thank you, Charlie. Thank you for being on the show. Okay, now let me do this correctly. People, I'm back on my throne. I'm back on my business, and I just want to say good night to y'all. Thank you so much, Charlie. Charlie, please say good night to the people. Good night, people. It's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs>